You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is a playoff edition of 76ers Rewind, presented by Geico. Time now to listen back to reaction from the team's most recent postseason game. After battling for four games, two in Philadelphia and two in Toronto, the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors stepped on the floor in Scotiabank Arena. Now a three-game series, and tonight the Toronto Raptors protected home floor like you expect a home team to do, winning over the 76ers tonight, 125-89. Hello, all. Welcome to the Sixers postgame show. And this one was a pretty close game early to start in the first quarter with the Sixers, as you heard Tom McGinnis point out, being up a few points in the first quarter, seven points to be exact, and looking like, okay, this is going to be a close one. But then in the second quarter, things really shifted in the Raptors' favor, winning that particular frame by 20 points, 37-17, 64 43 was the score at the half after the Raptors really went on a big run. Kawhi Leonard slowed to really get things started, but as the game rolled on through the second quarter, he ended up in the halftime period with 13 points and 10 rebounds, a double-double through 21 minutes of play in 47 seconds for the Raptors All-Star. Pascal Siakam with 15 at that point, finding his way back into this series after struggling the last two games in Philadelphia with the Sixers being led by Jimmy Butler at, with 15 points at the half and Tobias Harris with 11. So things really started to look like, okay, after the first period, this is going to be a contest. But as we pointed out, the Raptors really turned things up with a lot of turnovers by the 76ers in the second quarter where it was really tough for them to uh, for turnovers specifically Eight points off of those turnovers for the Toronto Raptors, and they did not miss the Raptors. 15 of 21 for 57% in the second quarter. Four of nine from deep. Very aggressive getting to the free throw line nine times. Also winning on the glass 12 to 7 as well. And just doing everything that they needed to do to really separate themselves and make a big run over the 76ers in the second quarter to separate themselves again and have that lead at the half 64 
43. We will at some point hear from uh, head coach Brett Brown. We will check back in with Tom McGinnis as well as we speak about the 76ers falling tonight in game number five in Toronto, 125. 89 overall looking at the box score 48 percent from the field for the Raptors 40 from deep 16 of 40 to the 76ers 6 of 24 for only 25 percent so they got them by 10 more three-pointers which really helped separate themselves again in terms of the uh, lead overall Sixers making 33 of 79 for 41.8 percent on the evening tough to really stick around with the Raptors when you shoot such a high percentage as the Raptors did at 48.8%. Uh, Getting to the free throw line and converting at a very high rate, 29 of 33 for Toronto, only 17 of 20 for the Philadelphia 76ers. And on the glass, the Sixers have had the advantage throughout the entire series. Tonight, 42 to 37 for in favor of the Raptors. On the turnover side, 19 turnovers for the 76ers, leading to 31 points for the Toronto Raptors. Only 13 for Toronto, 15 points for the 76ers off of those turnovers for Toronto. Leading the 76ers, yet again, a solid series overall for Jimmy Butler, 22 points, getting to the free throw line 11 times, converting 10 of 11, also contributing 7 assists and 5 rebounds on 6 of 16 shooting, 15 for Tobias Harris, 13 and 6 for Joel Embiid. Still struggling a little bit as he tried to find his way, dealing with the upper respiratory infection. Ben Simmons, seven points, seven rebounds, four assists, five turnovers, eight turnovers for Joel Embiid. So the high rate of turnovers, 19 for the 76ers. They're two young stars with 13 combined. J.J. Redick with only three points tonight, his one of three from behind a three-point line. So the series, again, shifts back to Philadelphia in a must-win situation for Philadelphia on Thursday night, 8 o'clock tip right here on the Sixers Radio Network. On the other side, we check back in with Tom McGinnis at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto and hope to reconnect back there as well to hear from Sixers head coach Brett Brown live at the podium. Once again, Sixers fall 125-89 in game five in Toronto. We'll check back in with Tom McGinnis on the other side during the postgame show. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowners insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. <laughs> the GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Welcome back to the Sixers postgame show here on the Sixers Radio Network. I'm Devon Givens with you. Sixers fall in game number five in Toronto, 125-89 in this best-of-seven series. Again, shifting back to Philadelphia on Thursday night, back here in Philadelphia at the center in a do-or-die situation for the 76ers as they look to tie it up and force a Game 7 once again back in Toronto on Sunday. But they first have to take care of business on Thursday back here at the center. We head back to Toronto at Scotiabank Arena with the Sixers radio voice, Tom McGinnis. Tom, of course, it looked like it had the same feel of game number two, the 76ers get out. Let's go. Instead of Tom McGinnis, we'll check back in with Tom. Let's check in with Coach Brett Brown on the podium. And it's punishing. When we go back and you look at the game, if you just sort of go straight to transition defense and turnovers, which we've spoken about quite a bit, um, it was sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And uh, 
We look forward to going back to Philadelphia. We give Toronto credit tonight. You also mentioned many, I think every time you've spoken to us, you've said that Toronto has been the NBA's best three-point shooting team. And Mark saw a few go in tonight, and also Danny got it going. So how difficult is it to when they actually do have that going? I mean, they're difficult to guard by any, um, under any circumstance. Uh, When you combine that fact, that stat, and they get it rolling here at home, you know, it's it's a difficult place to play, as it is in Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, that that number of threes, I think if you go back and and dissect the game, you're going to see a lot of those came in transition. You know, that, that, that number of uh, points in transition, 33, and then you look at, what, 31 points off turnovers, <coughs> that, is, uh, that is haunting. You, you cannot win with those types of numbers. Uh, you might not be able to win if you have, have those numbers. And so the three-point shot, Sarah, to your question, uh, was punishing tonight. Brad, you, uh, you said at the uh, right here on your right, you said at the uh, shoot-around today that you thought that the team would be, you know, play with good spirit, or, or I guess it was the pregame. D- did you see them play with the kind of spirit that you thought was necessary and that you, that you thought you'd get? I thought it went away quicker than, than I had hoped. I think that, uh, you know, we tried to figure out Joel, you know, his impact defensively on the game, I thought. Uh, like the last game was pretty good. O- offensively, we struggled. He struggled. Um, you know, the turnovers with uh, with us and him and Ben, et cetera, uh, became became a, 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 an issue. Um, and I think it sort of um, pivoted at that point when you start sort of uh, not getting shots and uh, searching a little bit offensively. Some of it I give Toronto tremendous credit for their defense but the spirit I thought you know went, went away uh, a little bit quicker than I'd wished you say that uh that you think Joel played pretty well defensively that it seemed like they were not nearly as intimidated by him and it looked like Serge and Mark I guess embraced chances to go at him one-on-one I think they scored eight in a row on him in particular how diminished was he tonight and do, do you see it that way? Do you see that they, they seem to um, want to attack him? I don't, I don't defensively. Uh, th- those guys are good players. But to think they were going to pick on Joel, I, I didn't see it like that. Um, I think that offensively there was a rhythm to his game that was clearly out of sync. He's been in a bed for two days. And I think the easiest way to to me, confirm what I'm saying is just watch his turnovers. Like, they, they, by any stretch, they're not Joel Embiid type of turnovers. Coach, you mentioned, uh, back here, uh, eight turnovers for uh, Joel, five for Ben. What were they kind of throwing at them that you think kind of threw them off a little bit and led to those? I mean, I give them credit. I give Toronto credit for their crowd, their activity. You know, I think things that we can do better is, is not playing in a crowd. Uh, being stronger with the ball, uh, but they, they, they made life difficult for Joel as a post player. Um, he had maybe one, maybe two, you know, passing in, in, in transition and early offense, but I bet 
four came as, as just a post player. Uh, so I think they did a good job of sending multiple people at him. And with Ben, they did a good job of showing a crowd. Sixers head coach Brett Brown live from Scotiabank Arena following a loss in game five, 125-89. We stay in Toronto reconnecting with the Sixers radio voice Tom McGinnis. And Tom, tonight it had to feel a little bit in the first quarter where they were up seven points. I heard you mention it, 18-11, uh, down one at the end of the first frame. But then the things really kind of shaped itself how this game would ultimately play out in the second quarter when the Raptors won that one by 20 and having a 21-point lead at the half. Yeah, no doubt. They got guys that can shoot, and, and now it's starting to, you know, they're starting to find the rhythm and find the range, specifically Danny Green. And I think Siakam is back in, in the mode that maybe he was in certainly in the first game for them. I mean, he was back in rhythm, and, and I kind of disagree a little bit. I think they did go at Embiid. They certainly took openings at the arc. Like Gasol was open, he shot it. Siakam, Joel was basically, you know, like I said, daring him to shoot, and they did. And so I, I think, like, if, if and seriously, like, why wouldn't you? If you're an opposing team that one of the best players, the best player on the Sixers, Embiid is sick, of course you're going to go at him. Why wouldn't you? That would be a, a very logical strategy. You know, if, if you knew a guy was hurt or something, of course you're going to go at him and test him. And I thought they did. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying they were they're going, you know, but they I thought they did go at, at Joel Embiid. And and that was at that one end of the floor. But that, that has nothing to do with the turnovers. Like Embiid was just out of sorts. I mean, the, the one play that maybe his last turnover, he comes out of the backcourt with the dribble, and, you know, again, there's, like, internally, there's, like, a basketball meter in your head that says, okay, tie it up, pick it up, and give it up. And, you know, he comes out of the backcourt, and he ended up passing the ball, and he didn't know if he was throwing it to Redick or Simmons, you know, and he, he threw it right out of bounds. So he, he was very careless with the basketball. I guess it translates to illness, but it was mostly, I mean, it was inefficient, and that's just – you know, that that's not going to win, win you the game. When you turn it over at that rate, I mean, that just cost you, and that was a real problem for the Sixers in this game. Yes, it was, and a big discrepancy tonight, as you pointed out, Tom, with the three-point shooters finally really getting things to go for the Toronto Raptors, 16 of 40 to the 16 Sixers, 6 of 24. Not really that high of a clip during the first four games, but as you pointed out, at some point, Danny Green and the rest of those guys who are known to be shooters are going to find their stroke. Yeah, and Kyle Lowry is playing like Kyle Lowry, yes. where he's yep. you know he's creating havoc, uh, you know, with the dribble. He's making shots. He's getting to the line. He's playing with that feisty nature, and and then Siakam is getting back, and and Danny Green getting good looks. And again, they're not really playing you know seven or eight guys. They got a little bit from Van Fleet, but really just the one three in the guts of that big twenty point quarter. Um, and Leonard, you know, like as you know, as Danny Green mentioned post game, they didn't need forty from Kawhi Leonard because they had all these other guys stepping up. So, and Gasol has played better. But I think both Gasol and Ibaka had their best two games in the last games. So you've seen two game winning streaks by both teams, and theirs now have come in a position where they win game four, they win game five, and now they're, at, you know, in a position to go back to Philadelphia where they just won and try to close it out. And it is a very difficult thing to do. And so the Sixers, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of pride, a lot of fight where the Sixers don't want to see their, see their season come to an end this way. 
And so, you know, you got to do everything within your power to keep the series alive and, and push it back here for a seventh game Sunday. Especially on your home floor. Tom again is live in Scotiabank Arena, site of the Sixers falling tonight, 125-89 in game five. Raptors up 3-2 in the series, heading back to Philadelphia Thursday, 8 o'clock tip. Here on the Sixers Radio Network, Tom, you talked about Gasol and Ibaka, the last game. Uh, Nick Nurse, head coach of the Raptors, really tried to tried to do some different things to see if it worked, and he put those two guys on the floor together for the first time in this series, and it seemed to, again, work tonight. 11 for Marcus Saul off the bench, Serge Ibaka, 10, but he brought a lot of energy pulling the defenders away from the basket, something that I'm sure that the 76ers, again, are going to try to adjust to in game number six. Yeah, and they did it last game, and honestly, you know, they did it They did it in the fourth game, and that helped them even the rebound ledger at 43 on the glass for both teams. And Ibaka's playing better, you know what I mean? Like uh, there was a tweet like where Kendrick Perkins is, this is not the guy I helped begin, you know, to play be a player at the, at the Thunder years ago, and, you know, and he's a really good player, and he, he's shown it really for the last two games. Uh, you know, he's a pick-and-pop player. He can get to the rim. He's got mobility. He can run out to the line and help defend. I mean, that, that's why they went out and got him and why they re-signed him. Uh, and then this, you're also seeing why Masai went out and got Marcus All. Still got a lot left in the tank and a very good player. Uh, and, and is a guy who can space the floor and move the ball. But he's also, like I said, there was a sequence where, you know, I think it was Embiid came out at a, on, on a bit of an off-balance closeout, and he made him pay. He got by him off the dribble, and he's just, uh, you know, he's been a really good player for a number of years in Marcus and Both those guys are playing, you know, much better, and that's what you kind of feared. Like, again, going back to the Nick Nurse comment prior to the game, like they, he felt like they were out of rhythm, but now they're, they're catching their rhythm and they're playing better. And so uh, for the Sixers, you, you got to see if you can't, you know, now the sense of urgency – and the defense and beating guys to the spot and, and winning the 50-50 balls, all those things that put you over the top, you know, out hustling the other team, you know, getting your crowd into the game, playing with an urgency and a toughness that, that should come in a closeout game. You've got to see from Philadelphia coming up on Thursday. Absolutely. And final one for us, Tom, the one guy we have been able to count on throughout the entirety of this series, Jimmy Butler, once again, 22.7 assists, five rebounds, getting to the free throw line 11 times, converting 10 of those. Been very good. And he tried as, as hard as he could early on to keep this thing close. And even in the third quarter coming out of the locker room, uh, he's been playing very well in this series. Yeah, and he didn't shoot it well. I think what got Jimmy going a little bit was he got those two foul shot opportunities that were both three free throws. He got the one uh, baseline left corner opposite the Raptors bench in the first quarter and then later in the second half got another one and, and that got him to the line a little bit and he did a lot of good things and, and as you say he's been kind of carrying the Sixers uh, and you're going to need a, a real solid performance from Jimmy Butler and you're going to need more from J.J. and Ben Yes, frankly. I mean J.J. Yeah. just one field goal and look they were trying to get him the ball. Toronto has really adjusted. I mean, everybody does. Brooklyn tried to do the same thing where you're running J.J. as much as you can off the line, denying him those dribble handoffs, and they did a good job. He was really unable to get a lot of good looks. He did make that one three. You're kind of hoping like he would come alive with a three-point shooting effort like he did in the first game where he made five in the third quarter. But, you know, I thought Ben had two really good chances right at the rim with layup opportunities early in the game, and he missed them. Yep. Uh, and he ended up going three of five. 
And, uh, you know, they've done it. They've, they've done similarly what Boston did, and that is they've walled him off, not allowing him to very rarely in transition to get below the foul line, and then most of the time not able to get to the rim. And uh, so the things that hurt the Sixers are the things that Brett Brown addressed and he's been talking about uh, throughout the, really, the, the series, the season, and that is defensive transition and turnovers, and both those things were major issues tonight. Well, Tom, must-win situation on Thursday night as the Sixers head back here to Philadelphia to face the Raptors hosting him game six here in this best-of-seven series. Tom, safe flight back. Thanks so much for taking some time out tonight, and we'll talk to you on Thursday live from the center. You got it. Good night. Tom McGinnis again live from Scotiabank Arena. Sixers fall 125-89 in game number five in Toronto. Now a 3-2 series lead for the Raptors in this best-of-seven closeout game for them, possibly in game number six here in Philadelphia. Let's see what the 76ers have to say about that. Before we get to that, we get to the highlights on the other side. Called by that man you just heard, Tom McGinnis. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. Game number five of this Eastern Conference semifinals between the Raptors and Sixers is in the books. The Raptors taking a 125-89 lead and now a 3-2 series lead in this best of seven. Now again shifting to Philadelphia on Thursday night, 8 o'clock right here on the Sixers Radio Network. Devon Givens with you as we give you the highlights from this game, starting in the first quarter with Jimmy Butler, who again was the lead catalyst for the 76ers. Positive night once again, as he has been the best player in the series. Missed basket by one of his teammates, but he's right there to clean up the mess. Sixers ball up to Redick with it. J.J. turns the corner. In on Siakam. Floater off the rim. No. Tap by Butler. Nestles it right over the top of the rim. And Jimmy Butler puts the Sixers in front by four. That made it 12-8. Jimmy Butler with the tip in. Early foul trouble for Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons forced Brett Brown's hand to have some substitutions in maybe a little sooner than he wanted, but paying dividends right away. Mike Scott with the help. Here's Simmons on a drive. Ben underhand pass into Mike Scott. Off balance, but he twirls in a layup down low. Good pass by Simmons and Scott able to slither through the Raptors' D and the Sixers with their largest lead thus far. 16 to 10 at that point. Uh, the 76ers giving up a little bit to the Raptors as they made their push. Pascal Siakam making a three pointer to make it 18 16. Sixers were up by as much as seven, 18 11, 18 16 after Pascal Siakam's three pointer, but he was not done as he followed that one up with another from deep. Half court set for the Raptors. Lowry with the ball to Siakam. Siakam's going to measure, shoot a three, and in. Joel didn't go out there. He dared him to shoot it. And Siakam makes his second three. His only three-point makes of the game right there in the first quarter uh, for the Toronto Raptors. 19-19 at that point. And beat with a fadeaway layup to make it 23-21. Raptors finish that first frame 27-26 with the lead. Tobias Harris starts off the third quarter, second quarter, pardon me, with a pull-up jumper to make it 29-28. And beat with a tough turnover a few possessions later. His third of the game at that point. And Marcus Gasol then nails a three-pointer to make it 30 
36-28 in favor of the Toronto Raptors. Sixers still battling back. Butler with the baseline jumper to make it 36-30. But then Kyle Lowry doing what he does, being very aggressive, getting the ball and pushing it up the floor. Ben Simmons with a turnover. Can't foul. Lowry with it. Lowry turns on the Jets. Down the lane. Right hand layup. Remy good. Kyle Lowry right down the gut. And a foul on the Sixers. Converting the layup and the free throw. 10-point advantage for the Raptors. 42-32. Ben Simmons answers with his own basket in the foul. Sixers ball. Redick and Simmons exchange it. Simmons on a drive. Into the lane. Off balance shot on Kawhi Leonard is in. 44-35 was the score at that point, but then the Raptors again continue to pull away from the 76ers. Danny Green with a big three off of an offensive rebound to make it 57-41 in favor of Toronto. They go into the locker room with a 21-point lead, 64-43, and that was behind a 20-point frame in the second quarter, winning that one 37-17. Jimmy Butler again. In the third quarter, trying to help the 76ers maintain uh, some sort of offense as he gets a bucket here. Butler in the lane, floater up and good. Got by Danny Green, shot a high arcing soft shot with Leonard coming out. Butler shoots and scores. J.J. Reddick closes the gap as that score is 66-50 after Butler's basket. J.J. Reddick with the three to make it 66-53. Timeout Toronto. But then after that, once again, the Raptors really able to pull away, never really relinquishing anything. And Kawhi Leonard put a stamp on the end of the third quarter. Kawhi Leonard in the lane. Leonard down low and slammed it. Oh, man. At what point is someone going to cut him off? Leonard dribbled around Simmons, around Scott, and hammered it. 92-70 at the end of the third quarter after that basket by Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter. Or really, things were all Raptors, 33-19. Final score, 125-89 as they take game five. Now have a 3-2 series advantage over Philadelphia as they head back here to South Philadelphia to take on the Sixers on Thursday night, 8 o'clock tip here on the Sixers Radio Network in game number six and a closeout game for them, a must-win situation for the Philadelphia 76ers, and we would certainly hope that things go a different direction and the 76ers are able to force a Game 7 on Sunday back in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. Once again, the 76ers fall in this contest, 125-89, Raptors up 3-2 in this best-of-seven series as the attention now shifts back here to Philadelphia for game number six on Thursday night. You've been listening to a playoff edition of 76ers Rewind, presented by GEICO. Be sure not to miss new episodes following each game of the postseason. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? 
Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 